Hey, Tourpreneurs, it's Mitch Bach. And just a quick note before we begin today's episode, Tourpreneur is currently sponsored by Google. We're thankful for their support of our community, and we are offering with them a completely free course helping you unlock the power and potential of Google's Things to Do program, which is specifically helping tour operators add their tours to Google in new ways that gives you new exposure and more direct bookings. To learn more, go to tourpreneur.com slash Google. And as always, show notes, more resources, links to our newsletter, our business coaching community, and so much more are available on tourpreneur.com. Now to the episode. This episode of Tourpreneur is sponsored by Ventrata. Ventrata is a proven and versatile booking platform built for high-volume tours and attractions. With contactless booking, payment, and check-in solutions, they can get your business back up and running quickly while keeping your staff and customers safe. For more, go to ventrata.com. Welcome to the Tourpreneur Podcast. Travel industry veteran Shane Whaley will take you on a journey with fellow tourpreneurs, sharing their tips, ideas, insights, and success stories to inspire you to make your tour business the best it can be. And now, here is your host, Shane Whaley. Hello and welcome to episode 135 of Tourpreneur. This is the weekly podcast where we flatten the learning curve for tour operators and travel professionals around the world. Today, we see the return of our Meet the ResTech series. And before we get into that, I want to say a huge thank you to all of you who've written in to say how much you've enjoyed this series with all the booking platform companies that we've had conversations with. What we really wanted to do with this was to cut through the sales noise and kind of reproduce the conversation that we would have had if we were at a WTM or an IPW or an arrival. Today, we are joined by Ventrata. We're joined by their CEO, Oliver Morgan. For those of you not familiar with Ventrata, they are a software and hardware solution company. They cover all your sales channels in a single platform. And they write that anything we don't have, we will build it. Custom development comes as standard in all our packages. So Ventrata are different from some of the other booking platform providers we've spoken to on Meet the ResTech. We're joined by Edwin Swift IV. He is the COO at Historic Tours of America. They operate in multi-locations across the United States. In 2019, they transacted 3.5 million to 4 million reservations through their systems. Big company, big concern. And Ventrata told us that they dealt with $500 million of reservations and bookings in 2020. So I definitely asked Oliver a little bit more about that. And he was sharing that 60% of those sales are in destination. We are joined by Emily Pelletier. She has some exciting news about a new tour business she's just launched and more about that on a future episode. But it's great to have Emily on the show because she does ask those questions that I know all of you are dying for and shouting at me to ask. So phenomenal to have Emily joining us. Show notes today can be found at tourpreneur.com forward slash one, three, five. Welcome for another installment of our Meet the ResTech series. As I said in the introduction today, we are joined by Ollie of Ventrata, Ed Swift, 
at Historic Tours of America and Emily, who and I'm stuttering and muttering here because you've got a new company since you, you were with us last, right? Absolutely. Since December, I am doing a fat bike tour in Quebec City. Fat bike tours. Fantastic. Well, we're going to have to get you back on to talk about this because, you know, you're just starting your business and uh, in the worst time possible. <laughs> but it is the best time because we need positive news. We need positive activities to do. So I think it's the best moment to, uh, to launch my business. Great. Well, let's get you back on the show so we can we can get into that and discuss it. Today, it is Meet the Res Tech. We are talking uh, about Ventrata. My, my first question to you, Ollie, is, and this might seem like a dumb question, but I'm going to ask it. Ventrata, where does that word come from? What does it mean? Sh- should I have been listening more at Latin classes? Or <laughs> No, it's a good question. Um, and I'm not actually too sure whether the roots of this word uh, are genuine either. But when we were looking for a .com that wasn't taken, uh, we were playing around with the word to, to sell. In Spanish, happens to be venta, and entrada means to enter. Um, ventrada was taken, and then we found ventrata that wasn't. So we decided to go with that. Cool. Yeah, so the combination to sell and to enter in Spanish, we think. Excellent. Yeah, and I'm glad I asked. So... There are lots. Uh, my last count was about 160 different booking platforms. Can you share with our listeners who may not be familiar with you, what is Ventrata and what makes you different from other res tech companies? Yeah, so we took a very different take on it. Firstly, we're fairly new to the scene. We were founded in early 2017 and we wanted to be a more bespoke system uh, focused on sort of slightly larger tour operators that needed to have a more hands-on approach to build out custom requirements and services that they need to run their business. Instead of just taking something off the shelf and giving it to them, we spend more time listening to what they actually need, which might be different to what other systems have to offer, and customizing a solution for them. We have a product. We provide multi-channel ticket sales. So we do box office and on-street sales. We do online sales, web sales. Uh, We do B2B uh, portal and also API connection to big OTAs. So we do the the regular remit of all of the different sales channels. But we spend more time not just sticking to uh, the way the product was built, spend more time listening to what individual requirements the operator has and editing the product to fit those needs. And I guess that's a good example. We have Edwin here from Historic Tours of America. I was reading online, Edwin, that you entertain 2 million guests a year. Is that correct? Well, in a non-COVID year, we were up to about 3.5 to 4 million. Oh, wow. Uh, we had a, uh, a record-setting 2019 uh, year and season. And then, uh, of course, in March, things kind of went sideways. So I'm not sure what our current count is uh, with three cities out of our seven cities uh, currently closed, you know, by government order, of course, but, uh, but about three and a half million. For you then to pick a booking platform partner, that massive decision with, with millions of guests booking your, your experiences every year. What was it about Ventrata? What made you guys decide to work with Ventrata? So sometime around 2018, uh, we decided to start looking for a ticketing system that was more mobile. One of our brand names, Old Town Trolley Tours, which is a hop-on, hop-off tour operator in the U.S. Um, in the seven cities, 
We needed something to allow us to get out from behind the counter, to get out into the street, and to be able to sell tickets uh, on board our vehicles and in cities that allowed you know, ticketing to happen on city sidewalks or staging areas. And we had seen this model in Europe and in select U.S. cities, and it seemed to us that there had been a shift in the way that that business was occurring for on and off tour operators. And we were a little uh, probably late to the game, honestly, to adopt it. We had been with our own proprietary ticketing system, coupled with a uh, a U.S.-based ticketing system for box office, basically. It was really only meant for brick and mortar. You know, you have four walls, uh, you have an attraction, and you're just selling. It really just wasn't meant for an on and off operator for that section of our business. So that was one of our primary goals and driving force to go out and start uh, looking for a new ticketing system. We really had some nice trial and error. We didn't go out and say, okay, well, we're gonna pick this one system. We went out and said, okay, we're going to look at all the different companies uh, that are out there. Uh, I didn't know there were 160, by the way. That's fascinating, Shane. Thank you for that information. We did not look at 160, I'm gonna tell you that. Uh, but we really narrowed it down to, uh, you know, to five or six that seemed to fit our business model. And again, certainly we do have attractions. We do have uh, attractions like the Boston Tea Party ship or uh, the Key West Aquarium or, you know, Truman's Little White House in, in Florida. Those attractions were fine with just a box office type setup, but we really needed something that was mobile. And we actually tried multiple systems in multiple cities as part of what we were doing. Because, you know, quite frankly, you get a lot of salesmen out there that'll promise the world to you and say, oh, our system can do this or that. And uh, the proof's in the pudding, as, as, as I like to say, and, and does it actually do what they say it will do? And we selected Ventrata after some trials with some other companies and uh, we have been pushing forward uh, with rollout across the country with them through 2020 and now into 2021. We're rolling out Savannah next week, which will be our fifth city. Congratulations. What advice would you have for other tour operators then who are in the same position where it's such a big decision who's going to be doing the plumbing, as it were, for sales? What advice do you have for people who are shopping around for a booking platform based on your own experience? Well, first of all, it's not easy. It's really not easy, you know, when you go out there and look. And maybe I've done some of the hard work for for some of your listeners out there in in doing all these trials. I I particularly do like uh, the Ventrata system. But again, if it's our business uh, model, it is flexible enough to work at a standalone museum or a standalone attraction. It's flexible enough. So it, it does have a retail component where you can sell you know, Welcome Center t-shirts and hats and, and things like that and, and import uh, barcodes to be scanned you know, at your POS systems. It's flexible enough to ticket on board a moving vehicle on a trolley. Uh, we just do a lot of different things. And Ventrata not only stepped up in customizing some things for us, which I, I think they're offering to, to their other clients, um, but um, really helped us uh, streamline what we were doing and save labor hours, which as the COO for our company is very important to me. And uh, 2020 has been a great year of change for our company and uh, reducing the, uh, the human burden on processing uh, vouchers. Our checkout process uh, just has been a really a, a game changer. And honestly, we're still, we're still learning. Ventrata uh, uh, has some other modules and features that we're not using that we're looking forward to to diving into as we continue our rollout. What would you say is the, if you can say on, on air, the revenue difference with working with Ventrata, how did that affect 
your sales? Well, we have about 100 ticketing locations um, across uh, the country uh, where we sell tickets. Some of those locations may not be necessary in the future because of the mobile nature of being able to have a mobile ticketing machine in, in your hand. You don't need a brick and mortar you know, connection, more of a cell connection there. So I believe that over time, there'll be some savings there. Quite, quite frankly, I don't have any hard evidence because my revenue is down significantly during 2020, which has been our first real year of, of adoption of this ticketing platform, Ventrata. We rolled out Nashville in late 2019, early 2020. And then right after that, you know, pandemic. I'm curious about the statistics that you're able to take out from everything that is happening through this booking platform. Are you able to say, uh, for example, uh, which spots uh, you sell the most, what time of the day? Like, are you able to get out some statistics like that so you can really um, get your business better and better? Yes, this is a great point, Emily. So in the past, we used a combination of our own proprietary uh, ticketing system, again, a U.S.-based ticketing company that we had bought software from, licenses uh, from, and a couple of other systems that we we were running. And as we've moved forward with Ventrata, we've been able to consolidate what we're doing and pull all of that information through one ticketing platform a booking platform. And that has been a real eye-opener for us. Before, when I wanted to get information, I would have to run reports from multiple different systems and then try to cobble them together. Uh, My assistant does that for me, actually, because it was so time-consuming. It was a huge part of her job. And it was... uh, it was it, quite frankly, it was quite a task, and so you tended not to look at um, you know different reports because it, it was so hard. Ventrata does have a live dashboard which can be on your phone or your computer that you can uh, your on your phone you can carry around with you, and you can see your sales by hour happening in real time, which is a game changer. Obviously, I know uh, when we used to do uh, budgeting in the past, we we would look at average tour price. And that was a huge struggle to try to cobble everything together to get to average ticket price. And, and it's just right there in live time, changing constantly uh, on your dashboard. And the ability to not have to wait an hour for a database to compile to get one report of many that you would need, uh, Ventrata is fairly instantaneous in pulling the data. So uh, for business decisions, it's been, a, again, a game changer for us. Do you feel that your customer service has improved taking time off the management of this ticketing system? So, um, yeah, one of the big time sucks, quite frankly, of our old system was our checkout process at the end of the day. And we asked Ventrata to help us with that. And through a little bit of customization, we were, which again, I think is just, just normal now in the Ventrata system, we were able to uh, streamline our recap process to go paperless. Um, before, what we used to do is we would collect vouchers, we would scan them. You know, at the end of the day, we would compile them, and you know, we have to do the billing and and the collection of the money and the tracking of the AR and ROA. Our recap is down to about 20 minutes, and so you have you know some cities will have 15 to 30 sales reps coming back in um, from all different locations. And to have your your checkout process down. Heck, I remember honestly, uh, ten years ago, I remember being a uh, just a frontline uh, general manager, and you know we'd be there sometimes till ten o'clock at night, and you'd spend two or three hours trying to reconcile everything. 
And now it's all in one system and it's, it's all paperless at the, at the end of the day for our finance department. So it's very nice. I'm asking the question because I worked for three years for a hop-on, hop-off company in Quebec before, um, well, during the years I took experience in tourism and everything that was paper was complicated. And uh, they did switch to a system locally made and just that made a big difference. It wasn't perfect like any system, but it really made a a difference for uh, employees and customers. So I'm really happy to hear that uh, you took that uh, change because it does uh, give you more time, I think, to uh, serve your customers and uh, and be more concentrated on them. And then you just have a couple of clicks, I guess, uh, to do. And then the, the ticket is printed or or on their cell phone. Can the customers have their ticket uh, directly on their phone, like very fast so that they, they don't need to have it in their hands? Yes, they can purchase a ticket, a mobile ticket. And that ticket can be, you know, we can text it to your phone. You can, uh, of course, get it on a regular computer and print it, you know, if you care to. Uh, you can show your QR code, the Ventrada QR code, uh, in the cities where we've rolled it out. Our fifth city, again, is uh, coming next week. And uh, we simply scan it using the handheld devices, the hardware tax devices that are recommended by uh, Ventrada and programmed by Ventrada. And so it's fairly seamless. One of the failed trials we had early on, quite frankly, was with a different ticketing company. And it would take up to six seconds to scan a QR code, which sounds very fast maybe to some people, but man, the customers got their tickets, they're holding it out and they, they feel like it should be scanned in like one second. So they pull it back and you're like, no, no, put it back out. I don't want to touch your phone. I mean, you don't want to take their phone from them because it's a very personal thing, their phones, I found. And so, you know, it was just this hard, very hard thing. And the, the how fast Ventrada scans tickets uh, through his caching um, on the uh, hardware is very, very good. I mean, I put in hotspots. I went through like a six-month trial and it just absolutely failed with a different company. And, and the devices were about three grand. And, and the, uh, the Ventrada ones that we're purchasing now are, you know, between 500 and 1,000, you know, somewhere in that range. So there's a hardware savings, you know, as well. And because uh, we've we really been looking at solving this for a couple of years before I talked to Ollie at a conference and uh, really the flexibility and the and the different features were what attracted us to it. It wasn't that long ago. I actually remember being in a major American city, and I'm not going to say which one because I don't want people to guess which ho-ho this was, and having bought the ticket online, then turn up and have to go to an office and stand in a line to redeem my ticket. So that would take forever before I've even got to the bus stop. I'm like, wow, this is like 2018. Is this really happening? Oh, no, I, I hear you. I mean, I remember maybe three years ago, I went to a, a Florida, Orlando-based major company uh, attraction, and I had a voucher. I stood in line for one hour with my family to redeem my voucher and then watched the person behind the plexiglass go through three separate ticketing systems trying to find it, no scanning. And this is a billion dollar company. And, you know, one of the reasons convinced me to, to we've got to make this easier on customers. So today, about 75% of our vouchers from all of our lovely partners out there, everybody from Get Your Guide, you know, Shane, I know you mentioned them earlier to Expedia, Viator, you know, uh, we just finished an API connection with uh, Groupon, which I'm very excited about because they have a very long ticket number that you would have to input. And it was just it was just a very, very long number for Groupon. 
very hard on our frontline cast. So that API is, is now complete. And so about 75% of our vouchers, we just scan the Ventrava QR code and the guest keeps the piece of paper and there you, there you go. You stay on the bus or, you, or the trolley as we call them or the attraction or the museum and, and off you go. About 25% of our vouchers is still not API connected. And we certainly have a goal of over the next couple of years uh, doing an API connection. But quite frankly, with Ventrata, you just take a picture with the handheld device of the voucher and they can still stay on the bus. And we print them a replacement Ventrata ticket. We take a picture of that voucher. And just so they won't have two tickets, we do take this 25%. We do take that voucher back from them just so they don't have two separate tickets uh, during the day. And then um, that picture is verified at Recap or our checkout. And that way we make sure we have a good picture and that allows us to have ease of billing. And then we just throw it away. Again, paperless, everything's connected back to the bookings and uh, just a lovely system. And I'm curious about the after-sales service, meaning that I think that a business will always get improved if they ask uh, the uh, advice and the comments of its customers. So do you have uh, something automated that is sent to the customers after the activity? Like to know that how they liked it and if they want to post a, uh, a review online like Google or TripAdvisor or something like that? That's a great question. And that's something that we want to use Ventrata for. It's one of the, uh, I call them modules, but it's really just built into the system. Um, Ventrata has campaigns that you can set up for a time period. So you could say an hour before the, before the tour or three hours before the tour or four days before the tour or after the tour and send a survey. So right now we're still uh, utilizing our kind of old school system of hard uh, comment cards. And they're mailed here to uh, to my office, and we read every single comment card. We have a guest relations department. Uh, if you have a bad experience on one of our tours, we have a hundred percent satisfaction guarantee, and we'll send you not only your money back, uh, but a a free VIP to to try us again. And we have a very very low amount of refunds for a company our size. It's one of our primary focuses every morning I wake up and I use review tracker and it pulls in all the social media from all over the world and it puts it into one report for me and I spend every morning reading that and then red flagging any any guest relation issues that has to do with social media. But again we do have that second thing with comment cards, but I would like to automate it and Ollie has showed me how. We just need to just need to get to it quite frankly. I want to finish my rollout to the two cities I have left to do. And then we'll start to, to use that functionality, I believe. Oh, yeah, I have a question for you. I'm in an industry that needs a lot of preparation, uh, like bike tours. I could name all other uh, sport activities, we could say. Um, but in my case, my customers absolutely need uh, recommendations, what to bring, what will the, uh, the, the activity look like. Also, I have a waiver to be signed. My waiver, I used an online app. Everything is automated, but I have to put the, the link in that email. So I wanted to know, is there a way that I can customize my before uh, activities confirmation email where I put everything they need to know and the links and everything? Yeah, so the, the campaign feature that Ed was talking about is entirely customizable. We use a great tool called MailJet, which is an email campaign tool. And you can edit all of the HTML. They've got a wonderful drag and drop interface where you can design the campaigns that get sent out. Uh, it's not just email. It can be sent by SMS as well. 
And you can have two or three or four, how many we want to go out before the tour departs. You can filter based on products. You can send out different campaigns depending on the product. You can make sure that it only goes out for confirmed bookings, not any that are still balanced due that you need to collect money for and that sort of thing. And as for the waivers, yes, we have an inbuilt waiver tool that allows you to sign waivers from your smartphone. The data that you enter into the waiver is also captured and associated to customer data. So you can capture the customer's details for each individual passenger based on the waivers that are being filled out. That's all automatically linked. It's mobile friendly as well. So it's not just like one big PDF that's kind of like you're scrolling around on your screen. So it's nice and responsive. All the waivers are sort of written as text. And, and then, yeah, it's very easy from your dashboard to tell whether a waiver has been signed or not. And we send out three reminders before the tour to sign waivers that they haven't already. It's funny because uh, the waivers really did a big difference in my case. Sometimes the customers would call me and do, a, okay, what do I need to print? Or no, no, you just have to click on the link, fill out what you have to do, sign with your finger or your keyboard and just click send and I'll receive it. So I think it's a very good thing that you have the waivers. And tell me, uh, in my case, I live in Quebec City. So my um, first language is French. And my customers like this year are mostly French. And in my culture, if French is not written well, well, it's like an insult uh, because we are proud Francophones. So when I did uh, take in a booking system in the past month, one of the very important features was that it was flexible between languages. So either uh, what they see on their phone, uh, the reminders they receive, also the waiver that they can choose the language they want. So do you have in your system the possibility of having that flexibility? Yeah, if you can't tell already, I'm British and our company was founded in Europe. And we have a lot of European customers that obviously have exactly the same problem as that. The entire platform, every bit of content that you write for your product and all the platform itself is translated into French, Italian, German, Dutch, Spanish, obviously English, I might be missing a couple. When you're saying translated, do I take care of it or? You... No, both. So, so the, the bits of content that you write, so for example, you write your campaigns, you write your, your waiver text, you write your product description, you translate that content and we give you different tabs for the different languages you choose to translate it in. And all of the system language, that's already translated a question for Ollie, if I may. So how many clients do you currently work with at Ventrata? I'd say we're probably only about 50, 60 clients, something like that. It's not a metric that we particularly follow, uh, given you know, the nature of our business is more you know, ad hoc, medium to large enterprise customers. For 2020, we've had quite a good year um, on boiling like, the likes of ad historic tours and whatnot. We projected 2019 revenue numbers. If we took 2019 revenue numbers for all the clients that we have on board today, we will have processed 500 million US dollars in 2020, which was phenomenal, given that the year before we were only about 80 to 100 million. Wow, impressive. Congratulations. Why do you think you were so successful during the worst year we've had since World War II for tourism? But why were you so successful in 2020? I think it's, it's a really difficult thing to do is switch a ticketing system. It is your engine, it's your heart. And it's like doing open heart surgery on someone that's living. It's a very difficult thing to do. And effectively what we've had this year is everything's turned off. The engine on the car is, has been turned off. 
that's given a lot of very big businesses that are too scared to switch system or look at changing their technology, a perfect opportunity to do so. So there's been a massive swathe of attitude change towards renovating and innovating in areas of business they didn't have a chance to before. And I'm honestly really excited for you know, this year and next year when all of that is suddenly going to be turned on. Because it's not just our clients, it's not just our business. I'm sure there are massive institutions in travel and, and tourism across the globe who have been busy at work at renovating these things. And no one knows about it yet because it hasn't been turned on yet. And the second that it does, I think people will just be aghast at, at what's actually people been working on quietly for the last you know, 12 months. You have quite the reputation within the ho-ho, the hop-on, hop-off segment. I know you power Big Bus, City Sightseeing, Ed's company. Was that a strategic decision when you started out? Did you say, right, that's a vertical I think we can perform really well at and in? That's who we're going after? Yeah, so it was kind of by chance. Uh, very, very first client who now runs Magpie, Christian Watts, he also ran City Sightseeing in San Francisco had an old proprietary system I knew him personally for a bit before that. Anyway, he received notice that he needed to switch his system and he didn't have much time to do it, something about non-compliance with payment gateways. Anyway, he turned to me and said, look, you know, we've got quite a difficult set of uh, requirements and none of the systems out there quite match them. We've spent the last decade building our own system to match all of them. As you're just starting out, you don't have your big break yet. You don't have any clients particularly. So if you built to my specification and we get you started with an operator that's processing tens of millions of US a year, are you up for it? So we basically dropped tools, worked 16 hour days for the three months it took us to build everything up to specification and launched it with him. And it was, uh, it was frightening, you know, going from zero, zero clients to, you know, 10 million US dollars a year plus in the space of three months, having just found the company was frightening. And then, yeah, six months down the line, the city sightseeing in Los Angeles, Starline Tools of Hollywood reached out and said, oh, we've seen what you've done with Christian in San Francisco. Can we, you know, can we use that? And, and they're about three times the size of San Francisco. So we, yeah, jumped very, and we took about 18 months onboarding them because we, you know, obviously there's a limit to how much you can do. We were only a team of four back then. We're not just hopping up off, but basically on the back of those successes, we've been associated with it. And a lot of hop on up off operators, you know, there's a comfort in going with a system you know is proven in your vertical. But we also work with um, Paramount Studios in Los Angeles. They're a big uh, visitor attraction. Um, Ed obviously operates fixed attractions as well. We do boat tour companies as well. And I'd also say that a lot of hop on up off operators by very nature of their product, have to sell a lot of third-party inventory because it's a explore the city service and you also want to do a lot of other things. So our system's been battle-tested to support those types of inventory as well because they have to be cross-sold on our system. And, I mean, it's an impressive story and now I understand a bit more why Christian is such a big fan of you guys. Ever since I've kind of known Christian, he's always recommended Ventrata and I didn't know that story of you building it to him, so that, that was very smart. Are you looking to upgrade to a booking platform that will allow you to increase sales, distribute your product more efficiently and reduce operating costs? Then you need to speak to Ventrata. 
Ventrata is a proven and versatile booking platform built for high-volume tours and attractions and is trusted by big bus tours, historic tours of America, RATP Group, city sightseeing, and many more to power all their sales channels globally. They have a comprehensive platform that will allow you to manage and view live sales information from multiple channels in a single dashboard. Right now, Ventrata are offering a special pandemic recovery setup and payment plan to any business that books a demo before the 19th of March. For more, go to ventrata.com forward slash tourpreneur. Let's switch a little bit and talk about sales channels. This is something that comes up a great deal. So what sales channels and connections do you currently support? Yeah, so about 60% of every ticket that Ventrata sells is in destination. So that is uh, walk-up customers, on-street, box office, also local concierge networks or hotels logging into our system and buying tickets for our customers. And then I'd say the rest is um, a mix of online. So that's also OTA distribution. So Biotalkspedia, get your guys and all those folks. Um, also brick and mortar travel agents, you know, flight centers, those sort of people that don't necessarily connect by our API, but still sell vouchers. And then um, online web sales, probably, um, I'd say, 30% of the distribution. So let's say, for instance, I'm a tour operator in Boston and I'm running Shane's The Real Story of Boston Redcoat British Tours. <laughs> um, and I want to connect to Ed and sell Ed's other side of the story, the, the Tea Party story. How would I go about selling your tickets, Ed, via API, Ollie? How would that look? Well, it's very simple. We have an open API. Uh, we're a massive advocate of open standards in the industry, and we're working to push the Octo initiative originally launched by Expedia to try and create an API. We can talk about that later, but we have an um, API that's, that conforms to the Octo specification standard. Anyone can pick that up. Ed from his dashboard can generate an API key, give it to you, and you plug that into your system and you can sell Ed's tours straight away. Great. Let's talk about Okta a moment because that's something I've been interested in. And, I, and to be honest with you, during COVID, I'd kind of forgotten about that whole discussion. And when I went to the website yesterday, it was down. Like my browser wouldn't let me get into it. So has, it, has everyone just kind of said, yeah, we'll come back to this after the pandemic or what's happening with it? Yeah, I think informally. I think everyone was a bit shaken by what happened and sort of focused on the basics, as it were. So we, by the end of 2019, early 2020, uh, the group had formalized a pretty solid draft specification of what this API standard looks like. And the next steps were to go away and implement reference implementations between each other. So we had implemented ourselves, I guess, you know, we're smaller business than some of the other big texting systems out there. So we were a bit more nimble about it. And, but yeah, I think COVID and other priorities got in the way of it, but I'm still very confident that that, that is the future. Maybe we should have a round table on that with some of your uh, colleagues and competitors and collaborators and, and dig into that a little bit on a future episode yeah. of the show. Cause I think it, it is a really important discussion. When you said you work with medium to larger size concerns, how would you define medium? And I ask you this because I don't want you to get a flood of careers from our listeners that you're just not set up for, you're not designed to work with. Yeah, it's, it's difficult. So 
if you think of our model, which is that we take a very personal hands-on approach with every customer that we onboard. And I, for instance, have a personal relationship with every single one of our customers. We think of ourselves as one of the team and to be compensated the same way as well. So if you're paying you know, 45, 15, 90, 100 bucks a month for your texting system, we're probably not an appropriate replacement for them. There's not a, a price point which we could offer the level of service that we do at. And you're, there's plenty of systems out there that do that off-the-shelf service much better than we do. So it's not necessarily that it's the size that counts. It's that you're an operator that's willing to and recognizes that the value in investing a little bit more in your ticketing service and appreciate that the, the cost savings and also the increased revenues is worth it to that. So, um, yeah, you know, we, we pitch ourselves the mid to large end just because they probably pay that already. You know, they probably have a budget line in that already and it doesn't come quite as a shock to them. But that's not to say we charge an extortionate amount of money either. I, I think it's also to protect ourselves a little bit about being able to continue to deliver the quality of service that we do, which is really important to us, and not degrade that if we dilute ourselves too thinly. Yeah, when you have one customer here, Ed, who is you know in 2019 transacting three and a half million to four million bookings, that requires a more robust system and handholding, and as you said, customization than the vast majority of our listeners are probably looking for. Yeah, we, we have small clients as well. You know, there's plenty of small operators out there that obviously have bigger aspirations of growing their business, opening up in new locations and see it as, well, if I'm going to employ someone full time to manage my IT and infrastructure, I might as well reassign that cost to working with someone like Ventrata. And that would probably come out of the same amount, right? And just using us as the technical in-house personnel that then scales out their business with them. Ed, what's the one feature or function you wish Ventrata would offer that they don't currently? Ventrata has been able to come through on multiple fronts for us in some customization. They did customize some reporting uh, functionality to match our JD Edwards Oracle system for P&Ls. That was one of our our big asks. Uh, so we can see that in live time feeding, you know, what that looks like, our revenue streams. I, I'd have to say to answer your question, and I have it on my uh, drawing board, but I don't believe I've ever talked to Ali about it, is a further customization of the group sales, what we call charter uh, side of his program. Ali does have a lovely system. We call it the web portal. I don't know what the official name is, where we do book charters, group sales through, and uh, each city has its own charter uh, representative in it for, from our operation standpoint. And uh, we'd like to eventually have our contracts taken out of an old, quite frankly, unsupported system, our contracting side of it, which is basically just forms with legalese and terms and conditions and, and, and move it over into Ventrata. And I think some customization there would be needed. But that's, that's very particular to our company. He, you know, They definitely have the ability to do group sales. Uh, I just want to drop our personal forms, you know, into that program for the same reason uh, Emily wants the waivers, right? You know, inside of one system instead of another system. But that would be a ask in the future for us beyond the, you know, our full rollout to finish the last two cities. And then there's some working programs I'd like to see. Thank you. Ollie, Ed seemed a little bit surprised that there were 160 plus booking platforms out there. 
and I guess, you know, we're in the bubble, so we're looking at this constantly. Do you see the market consolidating? No, I don't. It's been talk of it since day dot when um, I've been, you know, before this worked another ticketing company and it's been now, what, seven, eight years of working in building ticketing technology in two separate companies. I think the reality is that people who buy uh, ticketing software don't necessarily think of just feature set and the, the fits on a product and a technology basis to their business. They want to have a, you know, just the same reason they got into the business in the first place, just the same reason your podcast is named what it is, is that these people are passionate about what they do. They built, they, they left the job in the city to work on the beach because that's the way they want to run their life. And they have the same mentality when it comes to picking a system. You know, they don't want to go for like the one that's all the bells and whistles and that the industry tells them is the best. They want to go for the one that they you know, get on with the best, maybe the sales agents down the road, they're more friends with. And I think it's a little bit different when you get higher up the chain, but certainly for the, you know, the tail end of the market, that's, I'd say, a stronger factor when it comes to picking a system. And for that reason, consolidation is very difficult because it's really the relationships that are the value in a ticketing system. And it's no matter how many salesmen you throw at it and how much money you invest in it, all it takes is a, a new digital agency to, to build a ticketing system and they'll walk around their town, pick up the local tours that are might using the various different systems and bring them onto them. And it gets fragmented further. You, you mentioned sales strategy there, and I'm curious to know what you think. Right now, when I look at the industry and I speak to tourpreneurs, there are some booking platforms that call nearly every day selling their services. There are some booking platforms that, that, that don't even have outbound sales. And I was speaking to a, a smaller platform this uh, last week, and they said, Shane, what's the right strategy? What should we do? What does Ventrata do when it comes to outreach for sales? Yeah, it's very different depending on what sort of target audience you're speaking to. So, you know, if Ed's got countless phone calls from little booking systems, just by the fact they're cold calling is probably enough for him to know that they're not right for him because he's you know, a much larger company, knows very specifically what he needs. Our approach is much more consultative. Almost all of our leads come from referrals. So we invest so heavily in our existing client base, we basically put half of all of our sales budget and effort into nurturing our existing clients in the hope that they will then say a nice word to us on a Torpreneur podcast, for example, <laughs> or similar. And that then may lead to more people to come our way. But I think if you're building a self-service out-of-the-box ticketing technology that's going after the tail end of the market, every mom and pop operator out there. Then it's just about being known and being on the list of two or three systems that they have time to look at before making a decision. And for that, you need to just have an army of phone callers who are just putting your brand out because they won't come looking for you. They won't do that much research. They'll go through one or two and then just settle and then worry about it later if they have to. Yes, seeing that you serve especially like bigger companies, uh, like in my case, if I were to ask you to help me out, 
you would tell me that it wouldn't be so possible because my my business is too small for the moment or you still have the system that is set to go that i can use while i uh, grow yes absolutely we speak to everybody you know it's not like we turn people away because they're too small for us it's not about that at all it's just important for us to build our business from day one on the back of industry knowledge i'm not a tour operator i'm a software developer so I, the success of my company is down to how much I understand about how the operation is actually being run. So for me to turn away that kind of knowledge is nonsense. And how does it cost? Um, you don't need to tell me an amount, but is it depending on the number of sales I do, the time you pass with me? Uh, how would I pay you for that service? Yes, yeah, so it's a fixed fee per month, just roughly based on revenue. And our smallest plan is about $1,000 a month. Okay. So that's that's what I needed to hear. So, of course, a, an entrepreneur that is launching, it's an amount that is quite big for a little, little business. But it does show that service comes with it. So that's good. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's certainly less than probably the lowest amount you're paying to an employee in the company, right? And that's how we compare ourselves is we will provide a service that is easily comparable to a full-time employee within your company. I must admit that it's the first time I see that model and all the booking platforms that I see. And I think you are wise to do that because you're putting a lot of human time in all of this and uh, it's very, very bright. Now, of course, I'm a little disappointed because, you know, like a business like mine uh, wouldn't have, you know, the money to put in now, but it does show that, you know, the value of the service that you sell. So that's good. When you open your third location, Emily. I, I was a little bit victim of, of my success in the last two months. Uh, it went just like this. And if the government didn't give more um, sanitary measures, well, I would have doubled or tripled the amount I thought I was uh, going to do. So I'm very, very satisfied. And next year, I'm doubling the numbers of bikes I have. And I'm already taking in tour guides. The only problem with the kind of business I have, it's very seasonal. So uh, we're talking about winter and then uh, summertime because I will have like electric bikes for the summer. So it's just that the gap between the seasons is quite big. So we're talking about two or three months between each season. So like a fee that is monthly like that is for me something also that uh, a business like mine, it, it, it has like we need to make enough money to make sure that we can pay the other months also. So, so like my business needs more like a fee, for example, each sale or so it really depends on the sales you're doing. But when you get bigger, then it's a good it's a good way. To yeah. And, and just as we have, we're more customized on the product, we're also, as you can imagine, customized on the pricing plan as well. Every business is different. There's some attractions that might process 50 million euros a year but only operate for eight months of the year, right? And, and they will be paying a lot more than they must operate because they don't, don't want to pay anything when they're not. And also when you get to a certain stage, you, want, you know what you're going to do in a year. There's, there's a plus or minus 10, 15% maybe, but you know what you're going to process. And therefore the fee is very easy to calculate. Yeah, that's good. As we wrap up today's episode, I'm going to give the final word to Ed because you're the customer of Ventrata. And if there are any listeners right now that have really enjoyed this episode, they're intrigued about finding out more about Ventrata, what advice would you have for that tour business right now? 
Ventrada is a, a software company. They certainly provide a, a wonderful ticketing system. However, there is the service side of it from a standpoint of on their platform, they have a, a red button, which is available down to the sales level in the field. If you hit that red button, the service part of what they do is they will respond within five minutes. And that is their guarantee. And of course, early on in our trials, we tested that and to see if that was accurate. And I can tell you, my own internal IT department is not even close to as responsive to what Ventrada was able to provide. So it's an interesting combination where Ventrada is working as a as the software as a service you know model, but they also have this very interesting uh, service agreement that we have with them and they have with all their clients. From what I understand, Ollie can speak to that better. But it, it really is best in class that I've seen. You know, um, it's it's a little abnormal and. That was one of the uh, three or four reasons that we we chose them. And yeah, we, we've had a really good experience with, if any end user uh, on our side, sales rep has an issue in the field, they, instead of calling our IT department, they're contacting uh, Ventrada. And early on, Ollie was, uh, I, I think it was hard for our culture to change instead of internally looking for help because we had a proprietary ticketing system to some extent uh, in the field. Then we, you know, to, to say, okay, now you're really talking to this other group and they're faster, you know, than our own internal. I think that was a, one of the big reasons for someone to, to look at Ventrada, their service side, as well as their software platform. Thank you. Uh, we really appreciate that. Where can people go to request a demo with Ventrata? Just go to Ventrata.com. That wonderful little red button that I talked about is also available to anyone not a customer and wants to sign up. So, well, Reach out by that and Oliver at Ventrata.com if you want to email me personally. Yeah, look, just get in touch, whether it is just interest in our platform or whether it's even just a consultative call. Tell me about what you guys do. I love hearing the stories. I love hearing about some of the problems that you're facing. Every single thing we built into the platform is based off of that. We love it. So whether you ever plan to sign up to us or you just want to have a chat, please reach out. Marvelous. Well, thank you, all of you, for giving us some of your time today to share more about your experiences with Ventrata or building Ventrata. And Emily, I always love hearing your questions as a shopper. You, you add so much to these episodes. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Torpreneur podcast. Be sure to visit torpreneur.com to join the conversation and access the show notes, including links to the resources mentioned on today's episode. This is Torpreneur.